everybody, welcome to this episode of Cult Scenes K-Pop Unmuted. We're going to be talking about GOT7's new album, and I'm here with uh, my fellow co-host, Alexis. Hi. And we have a very special guest with us today. Our guest for this special episode is Carolina Donostorg. She's the co-host of the podcast, Not Your Average Fangirls, and she's also doing some interviews for iHeartRadio. And so if you see some of those iHeartRadio interviews with idols out in the internet, maybe it's her. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everybody. I'm Carolina. Thank you for having me on here. Thank you for accepting our invitation on such short notice. I'm all, always here to talk about GOT7. Let's be real. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Finally, a boy group episode. Thank you so it's much. It's literally been like it was in 2017 the last time Alexis joined us because. Yeah. And it was literally for like, a yeah, my other favorite. Well, we should have talked about. I feel like you would have joined if we had done an episode on like OGG, you would have joined. But I was like, we've talked about a lot of girl groups and I love the girl groups we need to talk about some boy groups and got seven's album is present pre- pre- is it present you or is it like a present yeah, i think it's present, like a present yeah it's present you because it's supposed to be a press like their present is i got seven agassiz so it's like the present oh is you. that's why the little emoji was like a gift yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. even i think even the album if you try to open it you have to like rip it in like a present oh, that's to so open cute. it it's like they went through the whole thing for the concept is great and that's also why they're doing the four versions of lullaby because they're it's like a present for like the different fans i guess and like different parts of the world yeah since the, they're like known worldwide so they're mm-hmm. like international i figured yep. you know let's, let's sing in each each fan's language. They're the true Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> GOT7 is known for being worldwide idols. And they have a massive fan base, like, all around the world. And a lot of the times, they don't get the recognition they deserve in Korea. But if they go anywhere else, it's like, oh, my God, GOT7. It's, like, the biggest thing. So I think that for this, is such a big deal because, A, not a lot of, like, boy groups or girl groups um, do this. And, you know, they have the lullaby in Chinese and Korean and English and then in Spanish. And especially for Spanish, that's the first K-pop song like that an, that a group yes. puts out that it's in Spanish. So I think it's nice that they are trying to communicate with all of their international fans, especially there's so many fans that try to learn Korean just to communicate with them. So I think it's nice that they kind of flipped it around and they're like well we're gonna talk in your language now so you understand what we're saying right off the bat i remember the first time i saw that teaser that they said that they were the like the the lyrics in spanish i was i was completely shook because i would have thought like thai or just like any other language before before spanish like it just caught me like completely honestly same yeah, like I just I saw it and I was like, wait, what? Like they they've been they've been to Latin America like once. Like how? Like why? <laughs> like thank you, but why? I think they loved it so much they were just like, okay, we got we got to speak Spanish, y'all. Yeah, we got to do it. I, oh my god, it's 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 so cool. Um, I think that it's really ambitious of them to release the Spanish like a, a version of it in Spanish specifically, and I don't like. Because, for example, with Super Juniors Lo Siento, which also came out this year, 
and which is in Korean, English, and Spanish. Um, I th- I think that one was a little bit more direct, like towards the mar- like the Latin American market, because it it would it was able to chart and whatnot. And with this one, like I don't know, like it just feels like it's literally really truly genuinely just like hey this is for you guys like we don't it's not meant for radio it's not meant for us to like you know go promote it in Latin America like it's just because you guys mess with our stuff so we're messing with you back (laughs) (laughs) that's a great way to put it (laughs) but it's true so I was gonna (laughs) ask like oh do you think that this is like aiming for the Latin American market, like how we're seeing a lot of other people, like especially Super Junior, like they just released one song and now they're releasing another Spanish focused single. Like, do you think that this is like a targeting the Spanish market? But it sounds like you think it's just like, really, this is a present for the fans. I think it's just like a present for the fans itself, because even just like the... I mean, the song is the same song that it is in Korean, but it's just in in, in Spanish. Um and the way that it's made, it doesn't sound like it's a song that it's like the popular sound that would chart in like radio and things like that. So I don't think that that was their intention at all. I think that for them, it was just it's it's just about like telling the fans like, hey, I know that you have to basically look for translations for all of the things that we're saying. I'm going to put out this song in your language so you don't have to do that. I think it's definitely convenient, like the timing of the song coming out with how global pop right now is sounding and what's happening like all the shifts but but yeah I agree with Carolina like like when I listen to the song like I obviously loved it but I don't see like the English version or something like being able to be on the radio or the especially the Spanish one you know I mean I don't think that they didn't take that into account but I but I don't think it was like the number one reason of why like we're going to release a song in Spanish. Yeah, it wasn't like, I want to be number one in Latin America radio. Like, we're going to go and do, like, a radio tour. This is what we're putting this song out. I don't think that that was their intention at all. Because they would have done it, like, before the tour, I believe. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, especially because they went to Latin America for the first time. So Mm -hmm. they they would have done it before in order to sing it at shows in Spanish. So... So, yeah, if if it's just, uh, you know, make-believe, I'm buying it. I'm happy. (laughs) I'm super happy about it. Like when they said we're putting out this song in four languages, I never thought that Spanish would be an option. So the fact that they did it and that they like did all of this while in the middle of their world tour. I mean, I know that they, I mean, Mark took like Spanish, what in high school? Like, okay. But I know that learning a new language is hard, especially one that you are not open to all the time, you know, exposed to. So the fact that they did all of this, they learned that and practiced like pronunciation, which is great, by the way. Like Young Jay sounds like he's been talking Spanish his whole life. Yes. And so so the fact that they just took all of this effort to do that, it it's just amazing to me. I'm just like, got seven truly kings out here worldwide. And by the way, Carolina and me, we're native Spanish speakers. So we know what's up yeah when i heard that and i like i mean bam bam sounds like a gringo like oh my god <laughs> that's <laughs> exactly what i said i was like about i was like <laughs> exactly. boy but young jay 
and Jay Bum, like I was <gasps> surprised. And um Jin Young in the chorus too. Yes. I was just like, they went all out. You know what? I went through like I was like I was stalking keywords on Twitter and I just saw like a lot of people being like, Oh well, their Spanish isn't perfect. Oh well, blah blah blah, but we like we love it, but oh it's not perfect, but we love it, or oh it's not perfect, but they tried and everything. And I was like, What what I, did we hear the same song? Like sorry like i don't know what jackson is saying like those first two lines but the rest um, like sure they have like their little accents or whatever but it's clear as crystal yeah it's like if it, if we try to speak korean like my korean's super bad so yeah, no. if i try to do it i'll definitely have an accent so it's the same for them oh and also can we just agree and put it out into the universe that the spanish version is the best version Oh no, I agree. I definitely think so. The whole Agassi world, Stan Twitter, that's that's what they all say. They're just like the Spanish version is the version. Like no the other ones can leave. The Spanish version is the superior. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't even speak Spanish and I'm not an Agassi and I still like upon first listen, I usually never listen to any other version except the Korean ones. Like even when a group puts out like a, a Chinese album and a Korean one, like EXO, like they used to, I always listen to the Korean ones like pretty much no matter what, just cause like that's my default and I understand some Korean. So it's easier for me to listen to it other than another language. But seriously, the Spanish one is just like, it, it's so superior. I don't, it's great. And you know what, for me, it's like the other way around because for example, when EXO came out, like I like the, I liked EXO-M more. Like um, what was her first song? The the ballad one. What is love? Uh, what is love? Oh my god! Like I I still I still only listen to the Mandarin one, and then Super Junior their their Super Junior M songs. Like I prefer the the Chinese ones. So, but with Got Seven, like I'm sorry, the Spanish one is just it flows re- like oh, you know what the thing is the one that. It could have gone south really easily, but they were so like their A and R team was so smart to like get like a legit composer that would like take the English version or something and just like reinterpret it and not just directly translate it. Like it's just so beautiful. Like put C and C O on that song. Like it was it was you know so you're yeah. That next thing we know, God Seven's gonna come out with a single with Osuna. I can oh already see God. Jackson being. Like, I think Jackson's concept for this Spanish version is like mumble rap, <laughs> because so, so maybe Bad Bunny with Jackson, and yeah, then, yeah. then we'll be good. I stand. And then that that begs the question too, like whenever they do tour again, will they perform these songs when they go to like Spanish speaking countries or like if they um, do like performances in China or something like will they do the Chinese version like when they come to the US like will they sing the the English version? I mean, they must. So it's kind of just like, all right, like, should we be prepared for this? Like seeing the Spanish version live? I just, because, they, I just hope they don't go the Justin Bieber route and just be like, Dorito, burrito. 
Well, it's they have the like lyrics that. on stage. Just please, like, Scott Snowden. They have the, the monitors. Uh, uh, you think Justin Bieber doesn't have the budget? I think he doesn't shit? pay attention like, to them. To pull up his yeah, freaking phone, like azlyrics.com? <laughs> well... Well, aside from like the the Spanish language one being superior, what do you what do you guys think of Lullaby? It's a like when I first listened to the song, I was like because I obviously the I first listened to the Spanish to the Spanish version, and I was just like after I was done dying, you were dying. I was dying. (laughs) So when I was done doing that, and I was like, you know what, like this is actually a really good song, and I think that. I don't remember where I read, but I was reading people saying like, like, oh, like this is like God Seven's style or whatever. And I was like, I don't know if this is God Seven's style per se, but I think it's the style that they're doing right now, like since probably never ever. And I like it. I think it suits them. And I like that because like Deep House and like these dance tracks are giving them the ability to either go dark or go like bubbly or not bubbly but like a little bit lighter like really easily and like still stay you know like be a little bit more um like grown that too but like more like consistent it's more consistent like because you know like before it was like we were just right and then we had um if you do if you do and it was and then it was like like the boys are all over the place i stand it yeah i like it but I think that now, musically and them as artists, like it's very apparent that they're becoming more comfortable with being a group, being artists, being involved yeah. in the creation of their art. Because before with Eyes on You, that was the album that it was like, oh, like here we are, like this is us, and like now we're doing our shit. But I think that this one, like, builds upon. The previous album because now we have the solos and like each exactly. each um member like did their own song and the music video for them so i think that yeah they're coming into their own and what i really like about them is that they don't f- like feel that necessity to like be like yeah we're authentic yeah we do our own stuff yeah like we're you know like they they just do them most of the time. Yeah, they're it's just, just like this is it and this is us and that's it. Yeah, because Samara and I have have talked about this. Like I guess they are some of like the chillest fans in the world, and I think that it's because they are so chill about it. Yeah, it's just like I think because it's like they they've always approached like Agassiz like as friends, and they don't try it to be like, well, I'm an idol and you're a fan. I think that that might be why, and I feel like there's obviously, you know. Me being an Agassiz, like, like God Seven is my number one group. Like everybody knows, I'm super multi fandom, but God Seven is my number one group, and that's that. But I think that the type of relationship, like that they built with fans, it was just like there's so much trust, and it's kind of like we let them obviously ex- explore their creativity and like do whatever they want to do musically. Like we're not gonna bash them for it. Like oh well, why aren't you just sticking to this type of like sound and anything like that? I'm just like, just do whatever you want. Like, we want to see the creative, you know, like your creative process or like your creative thinking of each member. And just like how you pointed out, even with the solos, like you can tell the difference in like what music they like, what they like to produce, what they like to listen to, like their style. Like you can see it vividly in the videos and and listen to it in the song itself. Like 
it's great to see because it's so different. Like every song is so different. And but then when they're combined together, it works out so well, like as when they're got seven. Going back to just lullaby, I think that it's like they've found a sound that they are good at and that they like and that they enjoy. And I mean, for me, when this song, I heard the song, I was just like, wow, like this might be the comeback for Got7 that gets them super well known. Where or like they deserve to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Take their rightful place. Exactly. So I, I I think I think that's what it is. But even just like with the rest of the album, um, you can see their influence in the music making and producing and all that. And obviously, like there's some songs of Got Seven that I'm not a fan of. Oh, but with preach. this with this album, it, and I mean you you have to you have to be critical. Like they're my favorite group. I'm not just gonna be yeah, like, oh, I like no. everything that they do. Yeah, no, you can be objective. Like there's some songs who j- just have zero place on my playlist. Like exactly. fish, like, <laughs> but you're right, actually. <laughs> Wait, I just like, I'm sorry, but they're my second favorite group. But there are some songs that I'm just like, oh yeah, no. There's some songs I'm just like, all right, skip. We ain't doing this right now. Yeah. But with this album, though, I feel like you can tell the growth that they've been through, and like now that they found like a sound that they can work with, that's got seven, and I think that 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 is portrayed in the song itself for a minute i just want to give a shout out to whoever did the choreography because dear god oh my god oh i don't know if i can say this but i actually just heard something really i actually heard something really interesting about the choreography i'm interrupting you alexa sorry but i was talking to i was talking to somebody the other day who works primarily with the chinese music industry but they were working with a choreographer and they they mentioned that i think it was for lullaby it may have been I think it was for Lullaby that JYP went to like a bunch of different choreographers in the US or like around the world and asked them to choreograph like the song. And then they pick and chose parts from it and put that all together into the choreography. Oh, wow. Oh. So I don't I don't know 100% if it was for Lullaby. Either way. Yeah, but I thought it was yeah. so cool. I was just like, what? Okay. That's amazing. Right? Like, good job. JYP stepping up. Yes. Give God Seven promotion. We love it. <laughs> but yeah the choreography like oh my god i'm just thinking about their next tour i always die obviously every show but just like that chorus with j-bum like yeah okay no j-bum in the middle being like that's his like that part right there is he owns it he signed it he delivered it like that was all him like I saw it and I was just like, wow, am I a J bump stand? And I was like, no, no, I'm not. But, uh, like, wow. I mean, also, um, Jin Young, his part in the in the chorus, like the teaser, when like the lights are are changing behind, like he was serving so much face that I was just like, can yes. you not, please? I'm a married woman. You're not married. <laughs> in my mind, I am. <laughs> okay, and that's what counts, right? And that's what counts. <laughs> It's real if it's in my head. If it if it's real to me, it's real. Then there we go. Yeah, no, I, I freaking love it. I love that they put two. Um, it changes throughout the song and they put like Young Jay in the middle. And then obviously you got Yu-Gi-Oh with the solo, which is my baby. And I loved it. And I love that the part, like they're just like stomping the ground. I was just like, okay, listen, this is real funny, but it's not. It just looks like you're like stomping like roaches, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what going off of that i um i mean i i can't really 
say that they're the first, but it's but it's definitely the first time I've noticed that um they've been doing them from for several releases that it's like they change their like how they distribute the parts. Like it's really like you have Jugiam on on one of the choruses and then it's J-Bomb and then it's Jung Jae. It all works. They're all imp also improving vocally and everything. And I think it's really interesting. Like in Teenager, and also yes. like they switch they switch the parts and it's like I really like that because it shows like, hey, we we can we're like it's yeah, like it's not just like, oh, like this person's gonna do the first chorus and then they they're gonna do the choruses again yeah like they switch it up i yeah, i agree because real talk got seven started out pretty formulaic like it was young jay and and jb at the chorus and then sometimes it was jin young when the pre-chorus was like really intense but now they're switching it up and it, and it's like it's cool to see you know like it's cool to just see new stuff from them like them they try yeah and i mean Even when you mentioned Teenager, for that, I know that they were just like, well, the rap line never does the chorus, so they wanted the rap line to do the chorus or whatever, like Jackson and, that was and Mark and Bam Bam. And I mean, Teenager is a bop, Ugh. so... But that's, but, that's <laughs> but that's another album. We're, yeah, that's another album. <laughs> we're on Present You. So, Tamar, yes. <laughs> what, did you, what did you like about Present You? Which song? I know uh, people are going to like disagree with me, and I know Alexis disagrees with me just based on what she said was that uh, I did like the group songs kind of better than I did the solos as a whole because I like and I just enjoyed them more like each individually the, the only problem was that I am me every single freaking time I listened to it I just kept on thinking this should be a, a stray kids song because it ties into their whole I am whatever series like why would you do this like really like every single time i listen to it i just have that same thought like i am who i like i just kept on doing it and i was just like you're from the same company like what is the point of good i it's the style of music that i personally like for god seven like i'm not unlike our two experts over here i'm not an agassay but like i have been following their career i will forever say that if you do is their best single in my mind like it will it's really hard to top that like that was that was like my style but i really do like their kind of like fun sweet sound that they go for actually like we were talking about sunrise and i am a very proud jb fan But Jugiam solo though, that's, yes, that's my favorite. Ooh. Like I did not see that coming anywhere. But when I clicked on that teaser, I was just like, "Hold on, like what? What's going on?" If that was you, imagine how I felt. Like so, <laughs> so for those that don't know, Jugiam is like my old bias. He is my number one baby, and literally. I mean, his like fine is it sounds just like his like SoundCloud stuff, which so I was expecting the same thing, like R&B feel, like smooth type thing. But with the video, when the little MV came out for that song, I I lost it. And with the lyrics of the song and everything, I was just like, nope, I can't do this. I've been attacked 
and now I have to fly to Korea and find this man somehow. <laughs> like, how did Yugiam like just snatch that R&B title from JB? Like, I do not understand. When did it happen? Who said it was okay? But it's just I feel like really good. If JB, yeah, no, I feel JB Winter watches back. But no, I feel like uh, for me, if it's like because uh, the type of music I really like, like R and B and things like that. So JB style, whenever he puts like stuff in like SoundCloud and things like that, I love it. And same with Yugiam. And I've always said if they ever decide to do like a collab or something like that, I'd like that's it. It'll be game over for me. Yeah. Like Carolina, R.I.P. That's it. It's definitely my favorite, but I think that the one that I find myself like singing organically is Party by Bam Bam. Oh my God, me too. It's a, like, it's such a dumb I, song, but it's such a good song. It's so, it's so Bam Bam. It, yeah. Yes, it's so Bam Bam. It's, exactly. You know, it's because that's the thing. Like, all their solos are so them. Yeah, because I know, like, if I if I wanted to, like, go out and party, like, it would be Bam Bam. That would be like, all right, come with me. Like, I know that I'll have a good time. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, this song is, like, party is just so fun and upbeat. And you just you just find yourself, like, you could be doing whatever. And you're just like, all right, yeah, party, party. Like, it's great. I really liked Young Jay's Nobody Knows. Like, I felt like it really suited him. For him, I feel like they could have easily gone just like a plain, boring ballad. Like, not boring, because I love ballads, but like, they could have gone for something really simple and just like made his voice sound really nice. But instead, they kind of like made it more yeah. fun than that. And it's like his vocals just like soar over the sounds. And it's just really nice, I guess. I think I maybe like that. It's great. One the it's best. just really sad. Like, so yeah, it makes you, it, it makes you think. Yeah, like, so what, what, it makes me sad. What did you go through? Yeah, the lyrics are just sad. But no, for me at least, like album wise, it was uh, no one else. I found myself like it came on. I was like, oh, I want to replay this right now again. Ooh. Like, and I so I think that that's my favorite song of the album. And funny enough, it was pr- like produced by Yu Gi Oh and things like that. I'm just like, this man just knows me. <laughs> you know what? For <laughs> the me, key to my heart. For me, I think that in terms of like the group ones, I really like Enough because I really, I obviously really like JB's voice in the chorus. Um, I always said like JB's stuff on his SoundCloud and everything. I always say like he has the potential to have like a really great, like high pitch R&B voice, but he has to work on it. What was that song called with Primary that he had? Uh, Hush. Hush. Yeah. So... I wasn't the biggest fan of Hush because I felt like his voice was too high pitched and it wasn't like smooth. And I think that in enough that high pitch, like it sounds, it sounds great. I mean, of course there's like a lot of stuff like then the production involved and it, like, it's also like a vaporwave, I think it is. Um, but anyway, it's still, it's good. And it's like, um, I can take the entire thing being that high and be like, yes slay and bringing it back a little bit to the solos again just because like it's necessary to highlight mark because i don't know if it's just me but i mean i hope this doesn't go bad 
with people like other actresses but personally to me it all like I always felt like not that Mark wasn't interested but it kind of like to me it always felt like he was kind of just going through the motions of being in the group and being a celebrity like all the members always had like an activity or like they were doing something and he until this year like he wasn't really doing anything else that wasn't like group promotions or when or anything like that and I think that on my way was kind of like no like I, I do really want this I am taking it seriously and this is this is my dream like this is what I want to do and I thought that was great yeah. I don't know why he had to ha- like it's not shade but I just don't know why Jackson had to be in it like everyone has their solo I oh my god Jackson solo yeah, I don't though, get it either that's for that comes next (laughs) continue your thought i agree like i was just like when jackson showed up it was just like okay but why but then i think about just like the way that jackson and mark are together i feel like in the middle of them of jackson like helping mark or whatever with the song i feel like it just naturally like mark was just like yo bro you want to be in my song like i feel like that's just from the relationship that like we see as fans of them but with mark it's like I agree, Alexis, like a lot of the time they were just like, Mark doesn't really look interested. Like even how he got discovered by JYP was like super random. Like I think with this song, especially like there was a bunch of like drama on Twitter and whatever. But anyways, I don't know. Well, the tea was that Mark's dad tweeted something and everybody was just like, what? Okay, yeah. the contract yeah, thing. Yeah, so, so then I feel like this, all, after that, I know that he was just like, don't think about the future, like, right now, like, this is what I, I'm always going to be in GOT7, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so That's I true. feel like with this song, too, then that just kind of reassures that as well. Because I feel like a lot of fans were having the same thoughts that you just said. They were just like, oh, well, Mark really doesn't care. But if you think about it in, like, performances and concerts, like, he's always the one crying. Like somebody like gives him some love <laughs> no, and he's like, oh my god! And there's like 50 tears already coming out. Like he, he yeah, that's true. That's true. He's like the, the first one. Always, that is, like, it's like you were like a little emo kid, but it was cute. And this is for my dream. This is for my love. Every time I run, I'm just moving on and on and on. But okay, yeah, Jack- so Jackson. Jackson. Let's talk about Jackson. Like, oh. <laughs> okay. So, as I said previously, I'm a JB Stan. Since maybe look, because of the damn mullet, I've been <laughs> looking at Jinya. Like, Jinya. I'm like, I've just looked very like, good. It just, ha- it just happened. It just happened, and he's been like pumping up. Oh, but anyway, we're not going there. But. Was was Jackson's solo the first the first yeah, it video? Was. I think it was. Yeah, I don't know. I I was shocked. <laughs> like I have honestly, like I know he's an attractive guy, but I've he's not my type. Like I had never found him. Like you like, know, oh my god, you're so hot. Yeah, like I had never thought that until this song made it. He made it until oh, made he it. made it like, to Alexis' list. There you go. Did you just make a pun? Yeah. <laughs> The, we don't support in this she house we don't support we puns. have it on record this is the best thing ever <laughs> yes i did anyway i do those all the we time saying, jackson in those like what is is are, is that like 
What is that material called? That shiny material, his pants. Spant, that latex? Like latex. What was he wearing? It, it was plasticky. Like it wasn't exactly latex, but whatever the hell that was. One, I want those pants for myself. Two, I support him wearing them. I support Jackson wearing in those pants. Honestly. Thirst aside, Made It is his best so- solo song. I agree. Like I am not supportive of his solos honestly i mean i'm not supportive in the sense that i i mean i'm not listening to them but i mean if he's doing his thing like cool for him like get that money in china like a puppy but but made it (laughs) but made it is like legit like this is good and he sounds the best also i agree because that's a that's that's the thing with jackson for me that i don't understand what he said <laughs> most of the time a lot of the time it's like his voice is so deep and then he tries to speak so fast and then it's like all meshed together and it's like obviously in a language that i mean i, I can't understand korean like that so all of those mm-hmm. mesh together and i'm just like all right he's talking gibberish Jackson's solo stuff like I think personally I don't really like the way he delivers his his lines ever I feel like it doesn't sound like his natural tone and that like the way that he he learned to rap doesn't sound right to me it's becoming more natural but like how you said you you really didn't understand yeah he's definitely like finding himself I yeah that's why I cut him some slack because it's like like he said repeatedly like I'm not a rapper like I just rap yeah so I think that he's like like that's the thing that I like about like God Seven and I think that he's like the perfect example of it it's like they were all kind of just thrown into into this group and like and being assigned, idols and everything yeah they were like assigned roles they were just all right you're gonna sing you're at gonna a very rap. critical point where K-pop is shifting like we see it with a certain fandom like it's not enough now that you kind of sing or you kind of rap but you dance and it's like this group like now you have to write your own lyrics and like maybe even choreograph your own songs and everything and i think that got seven is kind of going through that growth yeah while they're idols instead of before it so i think that jack's because yeah like all his he raps Mm -hmm. differently in every comeback I think that since if you do, he noticed that the deep voice worked for him. So he's doing that. But his but like the flows and like the tempos, like they are all still changing. And I think that he's experimenting and like finding his like whatever suits him. And I think that with made it, I don't know if I I, I mean, I'm not going to say like this is it, you guys like this is what <laughs> the peak of Jackson, you know? <laughs> yeah. But this is his best attempt. I would say objectively like a good song and he and his delivery is good. I mean, I still get if it's something, you know, like, like only fans will enjoy, but I think that as a fan and I can say that this is like his best. Yeah. So I, I agree. It's like, I mean, I don't listen to a lot of hip hop from the get-go. So there's that, but with Jackson itself, like this is the solo that I've enjoyed the most. What I like about Jackson, too, though, is that any song that he's done, like, you can tell how much fun he has and how much, like, work he's put into it and, like, how involved he is, basically, in this thing, like, whatever he's doing. But with God 7 itself, like, 
I feel like they went from a group that obviously was told what to do, like what they were going to sing, what they were going to wear, everything. And they progressed slowly into being able to put their own thoughts and be like, well, we want to write something like this or we want to do something like this, like having more input into what they do. And I feel like for them, it just happens so naturally because like what you're saying, yeah, like Alexis, like a, a lot of idols now they're expected they're like oh a lot of fans from other fandoms are just like oh well you don't write your own lyrics so you're not an artist I'm just like well no because being an artist you and an idol it could be about anything it's being able to entertain it's being able to have the talent to okay maybe you don't write but you're a good performer you're a good dancer and you're able to sing and things like that now I feel like there's a lot like so much expectations for these idols like oh well they all have to like choreograph and write and produce and do everything on their album just like no like just because they don't do that doesn't mean that they're not a good artist but I feel like with GOT7 it was just like that transition happened naturally even just like JYP letting them do this as well like being more involved in their own music like they all have credits on the album like yeah which if yeah which I mean if you look at like I think the first time that they had like credits like that was for Fly. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. So it's just Mm -hmm. like ever since then, it's like they've taken more like creative um, authority over like what they want to do. And even now, I think uh, Jay Bum in one of the interviews, he was saying how for his song, for his solo, for Sunrise, JYP wanted it to be something different. And Jay Bum was just like, no like I want to keep it what it is I want it to be simple and what it is now it's nice to see that that they're able to communicate with like the CEO of their company or like their boss and be able to say like well I this is how I want things to be done and for them to take that into consideration yeah and like going back to how they're not as recognized in Korea I was also looking at Twitter that people were saying that they were like people in Korea saying like oh like why does GOT7 like go this route if they want to be like popular in Korea and blah 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 and like they should release something more friendly to their to their market and whatnot and obviously the fans were kind of you know like responding to those arguments saying like this is what they want to do like and as fans like we like we accept what they give us but it's also like it's also because we can tell that it's them that we like it because for example i mean i'm not the type of person who enjoys like the you know like the little guitar and like stuff like that but i know that jin young like that's that's his thing like he wants to he wants to do something a little bit more rock when i listened to my youth i was like this is what jj like the jj jjp JJ Project? JJ Project? JJ Project. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Wait. No, wait. No, I know. It's because I, I get. I, I was like JJP, JYP. I was like JYJ. <laughs> what the oh my god. Anyway, when I listened to My Youth, I was like, this is what JJ Project would have sounded like if there wasn't like JB's input. Because, there, like, because it was really similar. It, there was just no r&b vocals like yeah you're right I like see. that's not my taste but 
you know, but as a fan, I can say like, oh, but I can like I can appreciate it because I see Jin Young in that and I know that that's what he likes. And it may not be on a repeat on my playlist, but if I'm listening to the entire album, like I'll leave it. Like it's like it's not a bad song. It's just not my taste. You you know what? Now that you say that, like with this album, I love it because there's not a song that I'm just like, oh, I don't want to listen to this. Like I can just listen through the whole album, and I I really really truly enjoy that that they're finding things that they like, but that also like other people will like. And I don't know if I'm super biased because they're my number one group, but <laughs> like it is. And like, what is more like you know. I don't know, like shows that an artist is authentic than to release music that you like and that you produced and that or that you're doing for your fans and not just like trying to appeal to a market. Who exactly. And then doesn't have good taste. And then it, it doing and then it doing good because like it doing well. I say that biased. unbiasedly, of course. <laughs> this whole podcast episode is super unbiased. Like It's 100 percent unbiased. <laughs> Brought to you by Got Seven. <laughs> Pay our, our, now I a message wish. from our sponsor. If anybody JYP wants to sponsor us, go ahead. We would love you. We Thanks. will be just as biased as we are right now. No, just kidding. <laughs> but, but if it's JYP, then heck yes. yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm known as the JYP trash in our group. And it's true. It always happens. Any group that JYP puts out, I... I like it um i don't know why but they just they're just they got me they they know what i like and i'm here for What are your predictions about this album? And like, what do you personally visualize for GOT7? Like, moving on? I feel like with this album itself, like, I saw the charts like in Korea. They were like number one in all of them except for Melon, which we've like, GOT7 has always had issues with Melon. I don't know what it is, but. Payola. (laughs) (laughs) For me, at least, like, I want them to get the recognition that they deserve in Korea. But going back to what you said about like Korean people being like, oh, well, why are they appealing? Why are they doing songs in different languages and things like that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, well, you know, GOT7 is known worldwide. So they're going to do things that they want and that they know that the fans will enjoy. I think that a lot of people think of GOT7, at least in in Korea, they think of them as just like an entertaining group, like it, like going into variety, like they're funny yeah. and things like that. And they don't see them as like artists, and which I don't understand. But anyways. And you know what? Like speaking about recognition, again, like this is just like me personally, my opinion. I kind of always felt that like GOT7, like it's undeniable how big they are outside of korea but it um so so i've actually interviewed got seven twice and the first time was in KCON last year and to me like it was a little bit disheartening because like you know i'm there telling them like you were opening KCON two years ago and now you're like the headliner and mark's like 
no, we're just the sun bay. Like we're just going last because we have seniority over the other groups. But no, we're not we're not that popular. And then I sat on Tamar's interview and Jackson also said something about him not being popular in China. And I was just like, heck? like, but you are. It's yeah. maybe not in Korea, but I was like, but you are here. Oh my god, LA is like your turf, you know. And I remember that I I was like a little bit hurt, and especially like this um, promo tour that I'm, like for, like I'm not comparing, but Monster X like Monster X was super open about it, like. Like, yeah, we're not big in, in Korea, but we have fans all over and like that's perfectly good for like, like, OK with us. And we don't have to, you know, like yeah, that's not our priority. That only. Yeah. And when I remember when I read that, when I was reading that, I was just like, why can't God Seven think like that? Like, you yeah. know, because because it was like and so with this album and like, I think since then they've become a lot of a lot more chill about it. And I think that with this album, it's it is kind of like it would be nice, but like this isn't about you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like that's for me. We we did also like an interview with Got Seven at KCON. Um, unfortunately, something happens and uh, it couldn't be released. But Jackson said the same thing in in our interview, and I feel like they at that moment they were trying to compare themselves to another group that was like taking over the West obviously like <laughs> but i think that now i feel like yeah like they are more chill about it and they're just like you know what we just did like an arena tour yes it's not stadiums yes it's not you know like 50 million shows but we just did arena tour and it sold out in like three minutes each show after that i feel like now their mentality changed and they're just like yeah we would like to be a national group we want to be known like they want to be known as a national group in korea but I feel like they understood. They're just like, honestly, like we go to like Brazil for the first time and the like we can't go anywhere because people know. So like Bam Bam <laughs> is more popular than the freaking king of Thailand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I remember when that came out, I was just like, and you still say you're not popular just because you're not popular in Korea. I was like, oh, my I know. God. And, like, and, like, and they really got seven is like the epitome of K-pop in Thailand. Like they're they yeah. own K-pop in Thailand, so that's why I'm just like, you guys like, I understand that Korea is like the home turf and things like that, but they'll come yeah. to their senses. Like literally, when they realize that the whole world is out here, bopping to Got Seven and enjoying their shows, and Korea's just sleeping on them. One day they'll be like, you know what? Why why are we doing this? Why are, why are we not being like everybody else? And they'll and they'll be and then. I will be okay with the world. From my perspective, that's like not a Naga say, but someone who's definitely like been around a while and understands how the K-pop world works and how GAT7's career has been. Um, it really feels that like President Yu is kind of like their acknowledgement that like, not that it doesn't matter, but that like they know that they, and recognize that, yeah, they're a K-pop group and they're based out of Korea, but that their following is international and is internationally based and this is kind of them taking ownership of being okay with that like you meant we mentioned earlier how you guys think that the spanish song isn't aimed necessarily at breaking into spanish charts it's it, it's more just for the spanish-speaking fans and and really that that song that version is a gift for everybody um <laughs> but like yes right 
if we don't get like a special stage uh i don't like a v life i don't care i need to see that life live but yeah, on just... youtube but <laughs> like that, they're, they're on twitter sometimes so i feel like they'll probably see all the tweets and bam bam will say something so you know what so like i said before like i interviewed them this week for uh for the mezcla and i think the question was something about like oh like how like to you like how is the spanish version different from the other ones and Jugiam's response is legit like oh our fans say that the spanish version is the sexiest what do you think <laughs> like <laughs> i'm like they ooh. and then like because i asked them also like what are, were their favorite parts in like in spanish And um, I remember Tamar, because Tamar told, like, Tamar told me, like, oh, I really like that that they say, like, es magico. And they and they say oh, it's yeah. magical and all the other ones. And JB, like, pointed that out. He's like, I like how mag magical sounds. And I'm like, JB and I yes. are on the same wavelength. Yes, they know. Mark also said that he really liked JB's part when, like, the, te voy a encontrar y te voy a amar por siempre. Which is, like, the, oh, Oh, as a so JV nice. stand, like, uh, oh, I <laughs> melted. I disintegrated. It was like I need that. Less, like my ring, my my waking up ringtone, or like my wake up. That was me. That's me with Yugim's part in Spanish because he's like, like yo quiero, yo quiero. Oh, I'm just yeah. like, you're right. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yo también, <laughs> baby. Yo también. And he sounds right. And it's like he sounds so sweet. And I'm just like, but I know, I know that you little devil mm -hmm. under that sweetness. I know it. Yeah. To get all stand for a second, all like sentimental, like just the fact of like playing a song by one of your favorite groups, and it's like in your native language, and you can like sing it back and understand it, and like just like like it was like I had to like I took a moment, and I was like like wow, like 2018 is wild. That that was me. I was telling it out my friends, and I'm just like listen. Because I started standing, like, I started being in K-pop in 2011. And at that point, like, I had no idea that I was going to see anybody live. I'm just like, I'm just going to like this music from over here. And I'm never going to see these people live. But that's okay. And now, getting to the point that not only do they, you know, like, K-pop is super popular in the Western side. But to the point that a group went and did a whole song in my native language, like, it blew me away. It made me so proud and it was like, it's fun listening to it and being able to understand it because obviously you listen to the Korean songs and you listen to it first and you're like, oh, like you can kind of get a gist, like if you know some words here and there. But with this, it was like, they started singing. I was like, wow, I know everything that you're saying right now. And it's so surreal because again, GOT7 is like one of my favorite groups. So to see that happening, I was just like like you said 2018 is just wild wilding out and then super junior is coming back with yet another song in spanish like i don't know I'm how i'm gonna see gonna the rest of the, the rest no of the <laughs> i'm not at all it like i'm so overwhelmed because like my first group is super junior and my you know my 1.5 is got seven so and like <laughs> yeah. they both you know like broke barriers this year And in their own way, because I don't, because it's not like a pave the way type of thing or anything, because they no. did they did completely different things. That's one thing, yeah, because like they just did everything gracefully. Because even with Super Junior, like that song with Leslie, like it's super good and just like 
the Latin rhythm in it and things like that. So it was just gracefully done. And then same with Got Seven. It's like a full on song in Spanish. Yeah. But it's literally just it. it's not like tweaked to be like, you know, Latin America friendly. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Do your thing, but sing it in Spanish with your sexy accent or something. Something <laughs> that you guys said earlier, I remember if it was before we started recording or something, but just that both JYP and Super Junior's SJ label kind of, I wonder if like these, these projects aimed to, you know, faithfully or like incorporate gracefully like other cultural aspects kind of came out of how like JYP announced that each of their acts was going to have like a specific team and how super junior, like they're not under the bubble of SM anymore. Like they are, but like they have their own SJ label working on projects. So I'm wondering if kind of like having more dedicated teams are enabling these groups to, you know, more faithfully adopt different cultural elements so that it's more, clearly defined cultural diffusion rather than cultural appropriation and just from like a business perspective i'm wondering if that's not the reasoning behind it but that that having that dedication from their a their own a team and their own management team has enabled them to approach the international market a little differently i th- i mean i think so even just promotion wise you can see with uh with got seven that they're getting more like promotion on social media like they're more active like posting about keeping keeping up with like the views and like posting the things on time and like things like that so I feel like now that they have their own team to focus on just them they're able to do more research maybe see like what the fans are saying or you know they have more time to just look into everything instead of putting something you know last minute like procrastinating until the last minute to do something quick so I I definitely think that just got seven having their own team to look after them they're able now to do bigger and better things and diving into this other culture then they probably have their own team to look into it like to look for the different like songwriters in spanish to look for somebody that will fit with them somebody that's you know available so they had more time to basically research all of that so i definitely i definitely think that that had something to do so this has been a very insightful episode of cult scenes k-pop unmuted uh carolina where can people like find out find you on the internet and reach out to you if they want to chat um my social media so my twitter is hala it's caro so it's h-o-l-l-a-i-t-s-c-a-r-o my instagram is the same i'm mostly on twitter all the time if you guys want to talk got seven or any other k-pop group I'm super multi-fandom. Reach out to me there. I do have a podcast with my friends called Not Your Average Fangirls. Um, You can find us on iTunes or on YouTube. We post them on there as well. And basically, we just talk about what happened that week. We post every week, every Monday, and talk about what happened the past week in K-pop. So comebacks, news, craziness, and it's all from like stan twitter or like our perspective our fan view and um yeah and that's again not your average fangirls and holla at scarrow look me up yay you can find me on twitter at 
H-O-E underscore D-O-Y-A-N. And um, I just published today an interview with Katzelen about Lullaby in Spanish. It's on romescla.com. Um, I have links on my Inst- on my Twitter, I mean. And I actually, ju- I did it today also. I translated my entire Q&A with God 7 into Spanish for Spanish-speaking fans. I mean, the song is intended for them. So it's up on my Twitter. And if English-speaking fans want it, like, I'll just release the English too. Maybe, maybe not. Anyway check it out multilingual queen yes (laughs) um you can find me on twitter at tamar writes you can also if you want to you know read some great articles on k-pop or find out about updates about this podcast uh you can follow cult scene at cult scene on twitter it's k-u-l-t-s-c-e-n-e you can also follow at k-pop unmuted we do have two different accounts and as usual thank you so much for listening to this episode of cult scenes k-pop unmuted and thank you carolina for joining us thank you for having me this was fun see you next time